Hello, ladies. The Big Balboski here. And right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. With me this week are my good friends, Ek2Fly, Eric Trembicki. That's me. <laughs> and Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. Ladies call him Balo. Yes, they do. Um, this week we have Extreme Rules. We will preview that show before we get into it. Just a reminder, please subscribe on iTunes. Please take about 60 to 90 seconds out of your day. Leave us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes as well. It would be a huge help to the show. Um, and the other thing I wanted to talk about, I wanted to congratulate Daniel Cormier on becoming the heavyweight champion of the UFC. He defeated a dominant, I believe the most dominant heavyweight champion in UFC history in Stipe Miocic. He's now the, I believe, second ever dual champion. He's the light heavyweight champion and the heavyweight champion. Uh, I have had a soft spot for Daniel Cormier since I saw the video of him celebrating for Seth Rollins' cash-in at WrestleMania 31. I thought that was awesome that a UFC champion was cheering for a WWE champion like that Um, and that he was that invested and it was that much of a mark. (laughs) Um, I think he's a good guy. Yeah, I think he's a good guy. Um, So I'm happy for him. I don't Uh, like his heat with the Bucks, but whatever. Yeah, true. But even that's entertaining. I find that he... You might think he's on the wrong side of it, but, like, the fact that he's even acknowledging it, I think, tells you something. But then some guy walked into the octagon after the fight. His name is Brock or something like that. And allegedly, he holds something called a universal title. <laughs> is that a UFC belt? I, I don't really know what it is. I know I've personally never seen it. Um, you know that belt Gilbert used to have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, he's now going to challenge Daniel Cormier for the heavyweight championship. Um, and you know the attention whores over at WWE are <laughs> salivating <laughs> over this. That now there's another whole company that's going to pretend he's important and pretend he's still a big deal and pretend he's still a huge draw and he's going to be on ESPN and he's going to be on Fox Sports 1 and they're loving it. Uh, They also went nuts over the little Joel Embiid (laughs) video of him sitting up in the buried in the sand to the Undertaker music. That I, I don't blame him for that. I mean, I don't blame them, but it's just like a, <laughs> one more feather to put in that hat for me. Um, and the best part about it is they came out of that weekend with all that hype for only on Monday night them to get the lowest rating in the history of Monday Night Raw. Not just a holiday, not since this holiday, lowest rating in the history of the show on Monday. So you know how, and I don't think anyone at this round table can agree, but like, you get a president elected, and if you vote for him, you're like, yeah, my vote counted. Or if, like, you're sitting around with your family and you guys are trying to decide, are we going to order pepperoni as the topping on the pizza, or, or are we going to go bacon peppers. and sweet peppers? <laughs> and then you get bacon and sweet peppers, and you're like, my vote counted. Yeah. So that stat went around, lowest rating of Raw whenever, and I'm sitting there like... My vote counts. <laughs> yeah. You were part of it getting the, the lowest rating in history. So do you know how long you actually have to watch Raw for your rating to count? No idea. Well, I wish I could take but mine I, back. But I know it's longer than the amount I watch. Okay, because I want to take mine back because <laughs> it was... Because me and Angel, we were, um, we were watching Black Lightning on Netflix. and How is that? It starts off good, and then I think it gets a little too much towards the end. Sounds so like, like a lot of things. It starts <laughs> off good and eventually Yeah, there's only one season. It's 13 episodes, so it's not, it's not long-winded. and it's, it's kind of straight to the point, but I think around episode 8, it gets a little too much. But um, we were watching that, and then we cut it off, I cut it off, and then I started watching Raw. I caught like the last hour and a half. I think that counts as a rating, but I wanted to take it back because like, this, this was so bad. I couldn't even... I assume an hour. I, cu- I couldn't even pay attention to it. I was like... 
whatever. <laughs> this well, is good. I'm glad to hear that. This is terrible. <laughs> not the not bath, surprised, but and the bad thing was I had to rewatch it. On my way before I came here for oh the, you had to watch it twice well I had to re- I had to watch the front end because okay. I missed the front end <laughs> but after the whole ro- the whole Reigns and Bob thing I could just turn it off from there because I didn't miss anything at all right so one of the benefits to having surgery is <laughs> I've been working this is my third week working from home so I didn't watch it on Monday and while I'm working on Tuesday afternoon. I just had it playing in the background while I'm doing my work. So if something comes on that's interesting, I could give it a look for a few minutes. Did you give it a look? There was a couple things I gave a look to. Um, Most of it, no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Same thing with SmackDown. I didn't watch it Tuesday night. Popped it on uh, this afternoon and let it play while I was working. And if something interesting happened, I'd take a peek over. For the most part, I wasn't really looking at it. it's a shame because it really isn't that difficult to make this better. And the other reason why it's a shame is, like, when people make an excuse for wrestling maybe not being great, people will say, like, oh, well, it's just an escape. It doesn't need to be this or it doesn't need to be that. It's an escape for a lot of people. When I'm trying to escape, <laughs> I want to enjoy the thing I'm escaping to. Yes. I don't want to torture why am I, myself. Why am I going to go escape to something that's even worse than what I'm escaping from? Yeah. <coughs> so to piggyback off that, <laughs> I, as you guys may not know, I, you know, I am might be a jack of all trades, but <laughs> there's not many hours of television that I have directed. So I'm not trying to speak as if I know it all. But to be sympathetic, it's a damn shame when they have the most star-studded sh- roster. And let's see, I'm not even talking about the guys hurt. Let's take away the guys even hurt. Like, the active guys that are healthy and that can go out and have a match or the guys that are carrying their championships right now. And these shows are just so boring. Uh, what was it, eight, nine months ago? Maybe less. My schedule was reworked, and I had Mondays 9 to 5. I've been watching Raw for the most part live. There was most nights with the kids where maybe I would start it a little late. About five months ago, I would start it late, hit play, uh, catch up, for, and then once it was time, I could fast forward through some commercials. Past three months, if not more, I've been watching it live. If I got to go upstairs to do something with the kids, cool. If I miss something, I miss something. I'm probably not missing anything. This Monday, I said, you know what? I'm going to roll the dice. I bet if I skip all three hours, I ain't going to miss anything. <laughs> the funny, yeah, you really didn't. The funny thing is, I'd rather escape the work than watch Raw. It, it's that <laughs> <laughs> Like, this, like when, I, when I'm in a bad mood, like I have my handful of things I'll turn on just to, even though I've seen it a million times, I'll turn it on because it makes me feel better. But the sad thing is, I still look forward to watching Raw <laughs> on a weekly basis. It's like, I, it's just... It's hammering I'd into my brain for the last 20 years of my life just to always look forward to Raw and SmackDown. It is terrible. Yeah, maybe because Eck and I both at a certain point in our lives learned how to live without it. Yeah. That it's easy to like, eh, maybe we don't need to. Uh-huh. But I never um, see, I never let any of my childhood go. That's so, what I mean. So like, like, you, never, you never let it go. Yeah. You never gave up on Good it. Point. You stayed around the yeah. whole time. I think you can tell. This is something we both cannot agree with Aaron yeah, on. Yeah, it is. You can tell in the way we all talk about it <laughs> which one of us is always willing to try to give it the best. You benefit. know what? <laughs> I can agree with Cody. There is a life after the A. <laughs> you guys know um, how much I love to compare like different pop culture things to wrestling or compare wrestling to different pop culture things. And You know, I one of my to. favorites to go to is Batman. Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Well, this is The Dark Knight Rises. Okay. There's a, a that's there's not, something that's not really a Batman movie, no, but <laughs> no, it's in the franchise. Um, but there's something Bane says to Batman when they start fighting for the first time. Um, Peace has cost you your strength. Victory has defeated you. Basically, Batman cleaned up Gotham. He retired. He didn't have to be the guy that became Batman anymore. So when he needs to be Batman seven years later. He's not that guy anymore. That's what WWE is. That's what Vince McMahon is. They pulled out all the stops to kill WCW. And now it's over. 
and they don't know how to be that anymore. So, Ron, here's a question for you. As you were just mentioning, you and I found life after the E. X amount of years go back, go by, we become fans again. Fandom's back, fully invested for several years, deep. Not saying I'm not, but right now I'm having a hard time with D. I'm still definitely invested into wrestling. My question to you, because again, I do appreciate, and look, there's a lot of guys. Kevin Owens, so good. AJ Styles, Seth Rollins. Come on, we could, we could rattle them off. I'm sure you guys want to say Roman Reigns, John Cena. These guys are so good, <laughs> but. Doesn't it almost astonish you? A stat came out. Did I read this correct? This past Monday was the lowest rated Raw ever? I'm the, am I the only one? I have a hard time. Those years I didn't watch. I wasn't watching. There had to be right. millions of people not watching. <laughs> right. How how did were those episodes getting more viewers than the stuff I opted to skip out on this past Monday? I, I don't know. The only thing I could think of is... There are more diehards now that are still leaving. Um, even WWE or even wrestling in general? Both. Like Now, there are a lot of diehards that ha- are just finding another avenue. Some people are just New Japan marks, or some people are Ring of Honor marks. Or, or some people are just NXT getting smarter. Marks. Yeah. Some people are just like, you know what? This is stupid. You know what's funny, and you know what's sad? I said this a few weeks ago. A year ago, Richie said one of the smartest things in the world. You know what? Just watch NXT. You'll get your wrestling fix, and there's a lot less something to pay attention to. Right. That might be the smartest thing you could do. It is. <laughs> it is. The, the watch that every Wednesday. It's one hour. You're skipping five hours on the other nights. Tune in for the takeover. Maybe treat yourself to a little bit of throwback when you want. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then um, watch 205 Live. Yeah, I've heard it's getting really good. That's what I've heard. I can't say from first-hand experience. But the thing that's really sad is the amount of years people like us have defended wrestling from the stereotype of what wrestling is or what a wrestling fan is. And I feel like now I can't look myself in the mirror and defend it anymore. Especially Raw and SmackDown. I, I would I could never recommend it to someone. If someone told me like, "Hey, I, I listen to your po-, like we my job. We have delivery drivers who would sometimes come back and say, "Oh, I listened to your podcast. It was pretty good. I might watch Raw tonight." Like if that happened next week, say somebody listened to my say tomorrow somebody tells me, "Oh, I listened to your podcast. I might watch Raw on Monday." I would well, say, they're listening Please to don't. this episode. <laughs> I would say just listen to our podcast. Don't watch Raw. Yeah, because anytime somebody says, oh, I haven't watched Raw in a few weeks, you're not missing yeah, a thing, don't. <laughs> and I'm happy for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's a shame because they've made it a lot more difficult for people like us, and as much as I give a hard time to the IWC, and as much as I will kind of never let them off the hook for anything, and I think you still shouldn't ruin anyone else's time, you still shouldn't disrespect the people who are in the ring putting their bodies on the line to entertain you, they're giving them a lot of ammunition, and they're making it really hard to say that they're wrong. Like, I don't blame someone for saying Raw sucks, because it does. And another conclusion I came to is, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, I kind of mentioned, like, the, the diehard WWE fan, there's, like, three million of them, I think it's less. I think the people we have to look at as, like, the diehard WWE fan, I think we have to go by SmackDown's rating. Because if you're watching Raw and not SmackDown, you're clearly not a diehard WWE fan, or you'd be watching both. So I think the diehard WWE fan is the 2.1 million people, or 2.2 million people, or 2.3 million people that are also watching SmackDown. So I don't know if we're going to see that number go up, uh, I and here's another thing that concerns Someone's me. Getting... I was watching the UFC 226 post fight show on FS1, which is not over the air TV. I believe that's a premium channel to a degree. They said something about wrestling is coming to FS1. I think NXT is coming to NXT. NXT is. I, th- I believe okay. so. Alright, because my immediate thing was Oh, does that mean they're not on Fox? Does that mean they are on FS1? Which would destroy any 
ideas we've talked about on the show of it being a huge deal for for WWE. Well, even if it will still get advertised on Fox NFL Sunday, it will get advertised, but there's less people that have the opportunity to watch it. And I don't know how many people are expanding their cable bill just to watch Raw or SmackDown. No one's going to expand it because it's going to be NXT. Just NXT for that, right? Well, if that's true, then that changes my So here's the thing. Yeah. No one's going to expand their cable bill to watch NXT if they already have the network and that's where they're watching NXT. I think it's yeah. just so if you got it on your cycle or on television, WWE's like, ah, well, maybe it'll catch someone's eye. Maybe there's a few hundred extra people in the world that are now, oh, shit, NXT, what's this? Well, I think FS1 is part of, like, the basic sports package with ESPN and stuff. I think, like... Is it? Yeah, I believe so. I'm almost positive. Like, FS2 may not be. Because I, I know I have the basic stuff for the most part. But I, I get NBA TV and stuff, but I know, I think, I believe Fox Sports 2 is, but I know FS1 has always been. Okay, so the basic sports package, which is probably... See, I don't think that is the same as ESPN. It may be different. So when I switched from Comcast to Fios, Mm -hmm. I switched over with the... Yeah, I I do think it is... I I think it's on a tier above ESPN. So you could have all the ES... You could have ESPN, ESPN2... Uh, probably ESPN News and maybe like that CBS Sports Channel or whatever, mm-hmm. and you may not have FS1 or 2, but that may have changed because I switched to Fios like in 2012 or 13. Mm-hmm. So that may have changed, but um, yeah, I was like, oof, that's like a shot, a punch in the gut to WWE if their product is on FS1 and not Fox. Uh, they might get demoted to that at the rate they're gone. Yeah, like what do you, what do you have to be thinking? If you are Fox and you see what these ratings look like, I, I guess it's not that bad because it's still rated higher than almost anything else. Yeah, and, and the thing is, f- f- with the excuse with all cable companies, cord cutting, n- nefarious means when it comes to watching things, TV ratings are, TV ratings are down all aboard, all, all around. So those are like, those are excuses that every channel and cable company uses. So it's a valid excuse, and it's still the highest-rated show, probably on cable, no matter what. Yeah, I think... I don't remember if this was Raw or SmackDown, but whichever one, it said the only thing that finished ahead of it were programs on Fox News and MSNBC. So people are watching cable news more than they're watching WWE, but, like, nothing else. Mm -hmm. I guess especially in the summertime. But in the fall, when the new fall lineups come out, I mean, their ratings may take another hit. So, I don't know. I'm curious to see what happens. If I was a Fox executive, I think I'd be like, oof, what did we do? But I guess it remains to be seen. We'll find out in in fall of 2019 uh, what happens. Uh, So, is everybody ready to talk about Extreme Rules? Yeah, let's... (laughs) Let's uh, preview the three Extreme Rule matches. <laughs> How happy is everybody? How excited is everyone for Extreme Rules? Are you guys coming over? If you need me to. <laughs> Maybe. Right. I, I have it. I'm excited plan. now. <laughs> so it took that. It took company. Actually, I'll be I'll be honest. The most excited I am is like the match that I saw from like the spoiler from SmackDown. I'm looking forward to the tables match. Yeah, that 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 got me hyped. But too bad it's on the pre-show. I'm gonna watch the pre-show. I'll watch the pre-show. I might not even watch the main show. (laughs) Um, If this a timeout, WWE Road Dog Jesse James. If the Sanity versus New Day tables match is not a tables elimination match, I'm not watching the pay-per-view. If there's one table that breaks and the match is over, I'm not watching it. Yeah, it shouldn't be that. I don't think. But my I money know. Is I know it, it should not be. My money is on that's what it will be. We'll see one table. Well, I hope I'm wrong, but I think I'm going to Hopefully right. our preview sells me a different reason why I should watch it, but at this rate... One table breaking? Uh-uh. Okay. Especially uh, because if it's one table... It... All right, let's start with the pre-show. Predictions. Who wins this tables match? Interesting. Um, I guess Sanity, because yeah. they're, they're the new act. But even like when it came down to making my predictions for these matches, I'm like... How the hell am I going to pick it? I have nothing to go off of. Jeff Nakamura, I have nothing to go off of. 
AJ, we're just staying on the tables, man. No, I, I was saying in, in general, but I have no idea, and I honestly don't care because they took the whole new day. I mean, Sanity lo- Sanity lost their first match. Yeah, I think Sanity's gonna win. So I think they know the new day can. Can my, take the loss. My exactly. I think New Day can take the loss, but it would be less of a loss if they can put someone else also through a table. So I do think this has to and should be an elimination match, especially when there's an eleven card match and eight of them. I don't think have a stipulation. Maybe I'm overhyping the number. No, I think five I think or it's more. Eight. Five <laughs> or more don't have a stipulation. We have an extreme rules match, an Iron Man match, a cage off match, t- a tables match. Seven. Off topic. Thank God. Rumor has it uh, TLC is not, uh, no longer a thing. No, it is. They changed it. They, they moved the date to December. They took away Clash of Champions. Hmm. Oh, the night that they don't defend every championship. Yeah. <laughs> they took that uh, that away. Yep. Amazing. Yeah, that's stupid. Um. I think the match I'm personally most excited for, because I'm just curious what's going to happen, Roman Reigns versus Bob. Um, <laughs> so, unani- for the listeners at home, it was sanity. unanimous for Sanity. I think, yeah, you agree, Sanity? I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping Sanity puts all three members of the New Day through tables <laughs> for the listeners at home. Yeah. Um, or in your car. <laughs> or at your desk. <laughs> or on your paper route. Your mail route. listen? Mail route, yeah, true. Or on your treadmill. Throwing your um, kettlebell. <laughs> that was for one person in, in particular. <laughs> um, so, could anyone else have made Bob this relevant this quickly other than Roman Reigns? Sammy's name, but he got hurt. No. Just kidding. <laughs> like, he was actually, actually got a reaction the last two weeks which he didn't get for the first eight weeks that they had him on TV um, they have him still talking too much especially from a script he is not a good actor and they're forcing him to act way too much but I thought the pull apart was good they've done those a lot in the last couple years but I felt like this one was pretty effective um, especially because for the most part Roman got the worst end of it uh, he did have the one big spot jumping over the ropes, but... And then how could you put them in front of a Celtics logo? <laughs> because they started the show with a Let's Go Celtics chant. Which, one, pissed me off, and two, you're distracting the crowd from what you're trying to sell. So it was it was just bad production. Uh, but only, I thought it was good. Only you, Pash. Yeah, I thought it was good. I am very curious to see what this match turns out to be. And I don't know who's going to win. I still think it's Roman. I still think it has to be Roman, but I really don't know. So what did you guys think of the of the pull-apart segment? Don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> it was, they haven't done the pull-apart in a while, but like I said... Since I, Brock was in his last feud. Well, <laughs> that the funny thing was I thought about Ron when that pull-apart happened because I remember the... I believe the last pull-apart we saw was between Brock, Kane, and Braun, and... They, they had, had like brother love out there. <laughs> <had> coach, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, 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 like the, the me- last one was Mania. Was it okay? And, and Roman part of the seas. Okay, whatever it was, but That's right. whatever it was, but that I, I thought back to that <laughs> one. And I just thought about Ryan listed everybody. It was so funny, but it, it's whatever. Like, yeah, what is Eric Bischoff gonna <laughs> exactly? Do? Coach, <laughs> but, <clears throat> but. It was a pull apart. We've seen it a million times now. WWE, they're so formulaic at this at this point. Even with the whole tag team match thing on SmackDown with AJ, it's just nothing's ha- nothing's happening. They did the same thing for three weeks essentially. That really didn't lead to not lead to anything between the th- between the two. So I don't know the thing. I and I don't honestly know who's gonna win because they told they did the same thing three weeks in a row. And now they do a pull apart, and it's not really even much of a story to be told. Okay, Bob left and came back. Okay, and <laughs> it's not for nothing. It's not for nothing. The match doesn't mean anything. What's gonna happen? What's gonna yeah, happen? Yeah, Bob night? left. Bob came back. Bob thought he was a guy ten years ago, but he wasn't. Bob thinks he's the guy now, and he's not. I want to see what Bob will do if he comes out here. I think the the thing I like about it, you're right. There is no story, and that bothers me. They had all this time to make it a story, and there's not one. 
but at least there is they're going into it with the idea that this guy is on equal footing to Roman. It's not a guy that we clearly know. Roman is clearly put above this guy. I think they're going into this match. They've been painted. The picture has been painted as their kind of equals. So that's why I'm so intrigued by it. And I do think Reigns will will pull a good match out of Bob. Um, so who do you think wins? Bob Lashley. Eck. Roman or Bob? Um. Honestly, I predict Roman. That was my prediction. I won't be surprised if Bob wins. I might not even watch the match. Let's see how the tables match go. <laughs> I'm going to say Roman. I do think there's a chance they go with Bob. And I think if Bob wins, we then know that Roman's stock definitely has been hurt in their eyes a little bit. But I'm going to go with Roman. Um, I... The other championship match, AJ Styles versus Rusev. Anybody really invested in this? I, for, I thought they canceled this match. I'm happy for Rusev. Is it an Iron Man match? It is not. Pinfalls anywhere? Nope. Extreme rules? Nope. No holds barred? Nope. Pinfalls anywhere? Nope. I'm out. Just AJ w- Styles wins. Just a WWE championship match. AJ Styles wins. Yeah, I think it's a sh- I feel like Rusev deserved more out of this than what he's gotten. He did, because remember I said last week I wish they got rid of Aiden, like we were speculating before winning the bank, got rid of Aiden, put him back with Lana so this could actually mean something. But I did love Rusev on commentary saying he knows AJ Styles. Like, when AJ did the phenomenal forearm on the outside to Nakamura, Rusev said, that's a good move, but I knew it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was And fun. it was great seeing Aiden get punched in the face. Yeah, yeah I, I thought it was funny, but... It doesn't really mean it. Nothing's happened. <laughs> like I said, nothing's happened on these shows to actually make me like want to watch it or even give a good prediction of what I think is going to happen. Yeah. But I'll tell you that the AJ Nakamura match, I was really enjoying that match. That was like maybe their best match I thought they would have. I was really into that match. Then they got ruined and turned into a tag team match. But as far as the whole AJ Russo match goes, I'm going with AJ Styles. I'm going to go AJ Styles as well. Heck, you said AJ Styles. One other thing I wanted to mention about Rusev, I watched like a couple seconds of, what is it, Instagram TV or whatever. Yeah. I watched maybe like 15 seconds of Lana's a couple days, maybe it was yesterday or the day before, and she turned the camera towards Rusev, said, is there anything you want to say? And he said, I look like a snack, which I thought was hysterical <laughs> that he said that. Loved it. <laughs> that was better than anything on either of the weekly shows. <laughs> Believable. <laughs> I got to find that. <laughs> yeah, if you can find it, it, it is worth WWE. The, the 15, 20 seconds. It was on Lana's Instagram story. Uh, oh, I got to find it. Yeah, so, so Seth good. Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental Championship in a 30-minute Ironman match. I am not a big Ziggler fan, as you guys know, but I expect this to be great. And I think this should be the match of the night. If this isn't the match of the night, something has gone wrong. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, I agree. Like, my thing... And it's an Iron Man, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, like, my, my, my gripe with these Iron Man matches, especially lately, is the, the finishes of it. Because it's always the whole save by the bell thing, which I really don't like. But I have no doubt this will be the, the, be the match of the night. Yeah, I think it will be. Eck, what are your expectations for this match? I'm expecting a great wrestling match similar to approximately three weeks ago when Dolph retained by disqualification. That was a hell of a wrestling match, and despite the terrible ending, could argue arguably be one of the matches of the year. Um, I'm expecting something similar to that. So you're thinking match of the year? This could be on the board. I'm, I'm expecting them to do that. If not, they shortchange us. Kind of like every time AJ Styles and Kevin <laughs> Owens had a match last year and it wasn't a match of the year, we were shortchanged. So that's where I'm at. Are you guys happy with the way this has played out? What happened this week? We, nothing. Not yet, nothing new. Did Diesel beat, um, <laughs> yeah. beat Seth? Yes. So he's allowed at ringside. Yeah, and yeah. and hopefully that that'll actually mean something because the I talked about the whole save by the bell thing last week. Maybe McIntyre 
at the end cause possibly cause Seth a fall. I mean, I mean cause Ron, cause Ron, cause um, cause Dolph a fall. Sean, yeah. Diesel cause Sean a fall, <laughs> and, that, and that could result in Seth winning. Because that's that, that'll be a nice kind of dusty finish to an extent. Just just do something a little bit different. Forget the, dusty to, finish to get a, to get a, to get a DQ. To get a DQ fall instead of a pinfall to be saved by the bell, like Shawn Michael, like Shawn yeah. did with Triple H and the Rock. That that'll be interesting. That, that's something different too, because McIntyre wearing that match, it has to mean something that he's gonna be part of that finish. Who? Galloway. <laughs> Do we know anything about Dean's status? No. SummerSlam or later. Okay, so there's no chance he makes a surprise appearance in this. There was a, Am I the only one that misses him? There was a dirt. Yes, you are. There was a dirt sheet that came out that said he's not going to be there Sunday. That said he won't be there Sunday. Yeah. So he may or he may not be. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I don't miss him, per se, but what I will say is I don't know if this makes sense. You want to know why I didn't watch Raw this week? I knew he wasn't going to be <laughs> on it. The... I hope this makes sense. I don't miss him. Like, I'm not watching the show being like, oh, I wish Dean was here. But I'm excited for him coming back. Because I, I think it could be something good when he comes back. So I'm not actively missing him, but I'm excited to see him back. If that makes sense. It does, but it doesn't. <laughs> um, who wins? HBK or Seth Rollins? <laughs> well, it's not mania. So I'm going to go with... I tricked you. Seth wins. <laughs> Halo? HBK. HBK? <laughs> My mind has changed quite a few times on this, and it will probably change by the time this match, the bell, the opening bell rings for this match. Where I stand right now, I think HBK is going to win, but I want Seth to win back the Intercontinental Championship. Um, Nia Jax... Faces off with Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship in an Extreme Rules match. Ronda Rousey will be ringside. So, quick question: Is Ronda sitting ringside the entire night? Or are they going to do the cheesy thing where she shows up? The cheesy right thing she shows this up match before the match is about to start. Okay. Do you agree with that, Eck? She'll show up right as the uh, night's about to start at the main show, and that'll be one of the opening matches, first second. So, so maybe she'll be out there for one match ahead of time. But, you know, either way, either the first match happens or she'll come out, she won't be there all night. The, the best thing to do is what they do, to do what they did with her, what they did with John Cena, mm-hmm. like watch her marking out during yeah. matches and stuff like that. But they'll just, have her come, they'll, just come out, they'll just have her come out for the women's match, more than likely. And is she wearing the Piper leather jacket yeah. ringside? Yeah, she's going to be in her typical gear. Street clothes. Does she get involved in the match? It's an extra. It's it's the only extreme rules match, Ronnie. <laughs> She's got to get involved. <laughs> no DQ, extreme rules. They could do anything. They named the whole show after this match. They did. So that this is my thinking is it is an extreme rules match. But she's there as a spectator, not as a contracted member of the mm-hmm. roster. Which means if she jumps the barricade and gets involved, she should be arrested. But she won't be. But she's got contractual obligations. <laughs> yeah. And it's extreme rules, so if they go into the crowd, she's not a competitor. She's just getting involved as a rowdy crowd. Maybe she has a couple too many loggers. She might. I don't know if Ronda drinks. I've but seen people do that at the 2300 arena. <laughs> so have I. Halo, do you think she gets involved? No. I, I think specifically she wants Alexa to win, so I do think she'll just sit, that, sit back and watch. Like, is there a chance she gets And then involved? the match is over and she chokeslams her? Maybe. <laughs> is there a chance she gets involved? She causes Nia to get DQ'd. She attacks Alexa. It's, elect- it's a tree rules, no DQ. Oh, that's right. Because that's what I was thinking was she would end up... Does this end up as a triple threat match at WrestleMania? <laughs> um... Or at SummerSlam, but yeah, you're right. It is is no DQ. So yeah, I guess but I do expect I do expect Alexa to be all up in Ronda's face, taunting her the entire time. Because remember, she is a spectator at this at this point. But the next night on Raw, she's her uh, suspension's over. Do you think we see popcorn? <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm envisioning Alexa throwing popcorn in Ronda's <laughs> face, or Ronda throwing popcorn in Alexa's face. You watch too many Dean Ambrose matches. Probably. <laughs> um, Good matches. 
Better yeah. than any match on Raw this past week. I'm I don't sure. know how good this match is going to be because I don't think it's really about the match. I think it's about Ronda and ringside. So I'm curious to see what it what it ends up being. But uh, who do you guys think wins? I'm I'm thinking Alexa retains. I Alexa. hope Alexa retains because that former champion sucked. And there's the whole point of this is for Ronda to get her revenge against Alexa. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship, Oscar versus Carmella. Ellsworth in the shark cage. <laughs> so first things first, I have to give WWE credit for giving this to me. Like, Ellsworth being back, Ellsworth playing a pretty significant role on Tuesday nights. Um, Ellsworth's whole act that women love him. <laughs> him telling these women out when he's taking his shirt off. Ladies, now try not to get too excited. Ladies love cool, James. Yeah, if I get thrown out of the ring, don't try to kiss me on these lips. I, I enjoyed that whole thing. Him telling Paige he would let her kiss him. Um, and him just getting beaten up by every woman on the roster. I wish there was a little more of that, but I did think it was funny. Uh, I think he's going to be great in the shark cage. Oh, God. This damn shark Like, cage. I hate the shark cage. I think it's stupid. So stupid. But I know I'm going to enjoy every second of him being in it. Jericho was maybe, the at the, at the time, I thought, the only person who could salvage the shark cage. I think James may be able to. Ellering, Ellering didn't do bad in it. No, that's true. I forgot that that even happened. Um, that was the original. Who was that against? TM61? Yeah. yeah. What yeah. are those guys doing? Oh, my God. They got a new name. It's terrible. Name. It sucks. What is it? <coughs> like the push-ups? Mighty? The Mighty, I think. Yeah. The Push-Ups. <laughs> the Push-Ups. The Mighty? Is this a freaking cartoon? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it's silly. It's a, it's a, it's a half wall. It's some. It's a, it's a mixture of their name from the independent scene, Mighty Donneal. It's still not a great nickname. Yeah, no. But, uh, but like, were they so dead as TM61? It's like, yeah, let's who knows? Their name. Who knows? But this is dumb. I, I, I might prefer the handicap match, <laughs> and Asuka just beats James, and James leaves from there. I much rather prefer prefer that. But this is this, this is dumb. This damn shark cage. Enzo was the last one to do that last year. But this this is dumb. I hate the damn shark cage. It, Enzo did a shark cage? Yeah, it, his uh, when Cass fought the big show last year at SummerSlam. Oh yeah. I yeah, for me it's just gonna be pure silliness that I'll enjoy. I don't expect this to be a classic match. I don't expect expect this to be an especially good match. Uh, it's probably gonna be bad. But do we have a new SmackDown Women's Champion at the end of the night? Here's another... Let me answer your question with a question. If we don't have a new champion, does it hurt Asuka? I don't think so. Asuka's already hurt, so it really doesn't doesn't matter at this point. But I think Asuka will win. New champion. My bestie speaks for me. I guess if they're not going to keep Ellsworth around, it makes sense for her to lose. And then, but what about that new shirt? Packing, I love it. <sighs> I said on the show last week, if it's available on WWE Shop, which I admittedly have not looked, I would, I would put a temporary hiatus on my ban of spending money on WWE to buy the No One Is Ready for Ellsworth shirt. Uh, I'm also going to predict Oscar. Um, <laughs> Braun versus Kevin Owens in the steel cage. I don't have a lot of notes on this other than I'm looking forward to peak cowardly Kevin Owens and peak destructive Braun Strowman. (laughs) I am very much looking forward to seeing how much of a beating Kevin Owens takes in this. I feel like he's going to take at least one pretty crazy spot in this match. Do we get a repeat of the the cage breaks and that's how someone wins? So this was the question I posed last week. I kind of hope that happens. That he throws Owens into the cage a few times and maybe the cage breaks open and Owens accidentally wins. The thing I want to see most is as the bell rings to open the match, KO just turn and run for the cage and try to climb up the first second he gets the opportunity. Uh, I do think there's a chance that we get a broken cage. Um, But what are your guys' thoughts, expectations, hopes for this match? Do you have any? I think entertainment-wise... Top three entertaining matches of the night, going with um, the tables match and the Intercontinental Championship match. Yeah, I, I think it'll be entertaining just to see Kevin try to run away from uh, Braun. Like I said, when the match starts, I can hear Kevin say, "Open up, open up, let me out, let me out, let me out," and stuff like that. 
But I'm not sure how this is going to play out because the whole because Owens hasn't even really beaten up beaten up on Braun this entire time, so he's locked into the cage with him basically. So I have no I have no idea how this is going to fall out either. Same thing with the rest of the damn card. No idea. But I do think Owens will find a way to get out the cage and win. So that's your prediction, Owens wins? I'm predicting Owens wins as well. I thought I was going to be the only one, but I'm also predicting Kevin Owens to win. Um, He's a favorite of the Matt Madness roster. He is. Love the guy. Um, New Day versus Sanity, we already talked about. Um, It's going to be a good one, I hope. Yeah, unfortunately. It takes the night. Yeah, unfortunately, we said on the pre-show, which I didn't know until you guys just told me, uh, Team Hell No versus the Bludgeon Brothers for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. So the, there's two things I want to... Well, I have one one statement I want to make and then one question I want to ask you guys. So I'll do the statement first. Nobody has ripped Kane more than me over the last couple years. Nobody has been more annoyed to see Kane over the last couple years. Accurate. But I am here for... In sync, Kane. <laughs> <laughs> if Kane is going to be quoting in sync lyrics and being disgusted at the idea of in sync getting back together because he thinks Justin Timberlake has gotten too big, I'm all for that. If you're going to make a fool out of Kane, I'm here for it. But I don't need to see him as the demon or being this big threat <laughs> or being posed as, you know, in a championship match. I can live with this version of Kane. So I enjoyed Kane this week, even last week. Um, and my question is, has WWE dropped a bigger ball at a more important time for the company than they have with Daniel Bryan? Yep. Which one have they dropped that was a bigger ball than this? Oh, no, they haven't. Okay, you're saying this is the biggest ball yeah, they dropped. Yeah, because everybody was so excited for his big return. It was like breaking news, and it was a headline in WWE. Because WWE, they're like the Dallas Cowboys of sports entertainment. It's, mm. it's, it's terrible. They want stealing headlines. Always have to be always have to be in the forefront. Attention. Yeah, attention, yeah. But but this, this like, come on, like you got Daniel Bryan back. And then the thing is, they already leaked. Well, they didn't leak it, but it already got out for what's going to happen at SummerSlam and, and in the following month at Hell in a, at Hell in a Cell. It's gonna, basically going to be Samoa Joe. And Dan Bryan is like nowhere near the world title scene. He's not, he hasn't done anything important. He was dragging Big Cass for two months. Remember that? Where is he nothing at? really with the Miz. Nothing with the Miz is, is, except for Big that Cass. Except for that Gauntlet match. Except for that Gauntlet match. And that was the only thing they've been on Miz TV twice together. And remember the Miz. I mean, Brian requested the Miz get sent the sent the SmackDown. So that was, supposed to, that was supposed to be a big deal. But they're not even doing that now. If they want to pay it off at SummerSlam between those two, fine. But they haven't been building to it really since the Miz even got sent back to SmackDown. Yeah, like my feeling is. He made the point that he requested to be on SmackDown because he wanted to get to The Miz. So what did he do? Go into the meeting with the uh, higher-ups and said, put me on SmackDown. I want to get my hands on The Miz like nine or ten months or so. Like, wouldn't that be the first order of business for him when he got there? It's They wasted it. I'm not saying it's not going to be good when it eventually happens, but it was such a good thing that happened on... uh, talking smack we saw them interact with each other a couple times on smackdown and it was really good they put him on smackdown and they don't go ahead and do it uh i feel like not that people don't love daniel bryan as much because they do but i feel like all the buzz that was around it is now gone and i don't think there's any way to get that back because now we've seen him for how many months yeah the first match was WrestleMania. That was in April. It's three months later. We've seen him on TV pretty much every week. Yeah. There's no... There's nothing the left. The aura other is than, gone. Yeah, there's nothing left other than, oh, we love him. But the excitement has dissipated, and I think that's a shame. Is there any chance the Miz gets involved in this match? He won't be there. Here's a question. Okay. Despite everyone's thoughts on it, because I don't know exactly what everyone's is, and I haven't... Explain mine. If Daniel Bryan with Kane win SmackDown World Tag Titles, does that help his buzz? Does that bring the excitement of Daniel Bryan being back back? 
No. No. It'll be, it'll get a good pop when they win, and you'll get a great yes chant when they're holding the tag team titles. But, yeah, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm underselling Daniel Bryan, because I know he's just as beloved as he was before. But there was something bigger when he came back. You know, we all thought for these few years, he's never coming back. We'll never see him wrestle again. And then we get to see him wrestle again. And then he ends up being a full-time wrestler again for the most part. I just don't think there's any way to, like, recapture that excitement when he came back. Because now we're used to seeing him every week. So it'll get a good reaction and people will be happy to see it. But I don't think there's going to be anything magical about that. I don't even know if him winning a world title is all that magical at this point because it's like something he's already done. It'll be a feel-good moment, and people will be happy to see it and cheer for it, but I don't think people are like, oh, my God, Daniel Bryan's a world champion because that was how everybody felt at WrestleMania 30. Well, it's not even that. It's just the whole the whole ride to get to that point won't even feel like anything. It's just like, okay, they just decided to put him here because you'll like it because we always talk about that too. Even Bruce Pritchard talked about it on, some, on something to Russell. Vince just says, okay, you like this guy. Stop. You don't care. So you'll cheer for it no matter what. They'll love it. So that's what they do. Yeah, they're so complacent. They're satisfied with, you'll cheer when this person comes out, so we'll just send them out there. We'll, you'll get your cheer. We'll give them a match. It doesn't really mean anything, but you'll be happy you got to, saw, got to see them. And that's pretty much that. Uh, so while Team Hell No has been entertaining to me the last couple weeks, I'm not super excited about this. Uh, Eck, who's going to win? The Bludgeon Brothers or Team Hell No? Team Hell No. Halo? Bludgeon. I would love to see it be Team Hell No, and I think there's a chance, but I am going with the Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, the B Team versus Matt and Bray for the Raw Tag Team Championship. While I enjoy the work, especially of Bo Dallas in this feud, <laughs> not a whole lot to really sink my teeth into. I'm not really super into the story. Anybody else into this story? No. Does anybody else think there really even is a story? They've been imitating them. That's but that's it. it. That's it. And that's they, the story. And they're undefeated. That's also also the story. But nothing. Not moving the needle for either one of you guys. <laughs> so who wins? Matt and Bray. Eck. Matt and Bray. Matt and Bray. Like I I said a couple weeks ago or last week, the B team is basically the next Golden Truth or Brizongo. That get a little momentum and then they don't. They don't really go anywhere. Not that I think they should be tag team champions, but that's besides the point. Uh, Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy for the United States Championship. Nakamura wins. I don't even know what the story is. It's just a thing that's happening. I'll tell you this story. Jeff's got to do the suspension bit. He's about to. He needs to drop his belt. Oh really? No. (laughs) Did he do a suspension bit? What suspension? I thought he was getting suspended. Oh, he had like a DWI or something. That was months ago. Did he ever get suspended? No. Then was he getting a suspension? That was like in April. Again. Did if, he? If, it, if he goes to get suspended, it would happen at the time of. Well, he was in, I don't know. All right. Either way, he's dropping the title. <laughs> Halo. Nakamura. I'm going to say Nakamura. All that just to agree with me. <laughs> I'm going to say Nakamura, too. Uh, Finn versus the Constable, Baron Corbin. Anyone with any thoughts on this? The best thing about this is how I—I I don't know why, but I always enjoy somebody wrestling in slacks. Me too. That was actually <laughs> the, the one note I had written down was: Will he be wrestling on the pay-per-view in his button-down shirt yeah. and his dress pants? Yeah, that's the only thing I—I—I'm I, enjoying about this because this is dumb. Eck, any positive thoughts on Finn versus the Constable? Finn needs to go help his uh, Tongan friends out. <laughs> you think he will? If he cares about his career. Um, yeah, I, I watched an interview with Simon Gotch last week. The only reason I watched it was because I was on YouTube and I saw a thing that says, Gotch buries Enzo. Enzo. He's it like, oh, let me, let me see what he said. And it was a lot longer than just him burying Enzo, but I did enjoy that part of it. But Were you surprised it was long? 
No. <laughs> if anyone was not surprised it was long, it was me. Um, he might still be talking to us on Skype right now. <laughs> um, the thing that I, in, not that I enjoyed most, the, the thing that stood out to me a little bit was him talking about Finn. Like, they asked him what he was like. So, you know, great guy, happy to be here. But he said, like, I feel like Finn already did his art, and now Finn is making his money. And it, maybe there is a chance that's the main thing Finn is interested in right now is I'm just going to make a lot of money at WWE. Not really too concerned about the rest because I did everything I wanted to do before I got here. Um, so I wonder if he'd ever be interested in going back. Like going back to the, the roads he's already traveled. Do either of you think he'll ever go back? Good question. I think so. Because... He's because remember he's older than we think, so I think he, he's like thirty five. He's thirty seven. Oh, is he thirty? Yeah, so like now? maybe like when his contract's up, I could see him going. It, like if he's not a big deal in WWE within the next year or so, I could see him going back in his late his early forties. I mean, Haku's sixty two out there giving headbutt. So is it was it legit Haku? That wasn't you like joking around? No, that was Haku. Really? Yeah, Haku, he was, he yeah. was out there with, with the with his kids. Wow, good for him. Um, <laughs> My favorite was the the bitter BTE afterwards. Cody's like, and w- and what's up with Haku? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think when he dropped here. the f bomb, I skipped it on the show. <laughs> we're we're family friendly. Yeah, so I have no real thoughts on Finn and the Constable. Who wins, Finn or the Constable? Who cares, Finn? I think I'm gonna go with that. Who cares? Because I really mm-hmm. don't. Um, I hope Corbin wins at this rate. Do we have any listener questions? Yes, we do. Okay. This will be good. Oh, what about the skip? Is that all eleven matches? I'm happy. What about yes. the What about the skipped over Sasha Bailey therapy session? Wait, are yeah, they did ha- I miss it? Or was it no, no, no. Not having a match? They brushed past it. They said Doctor Shelby quit. They had a new counselor, yeah. and that was it. Yeah, it was like an old black lady. I feel yeah. Like. Oh God, that. Uh, uh. Are they having a match? Yeah, on the SummerSlam pre-show. What? Yeah, it'll be there. Trust me. Wow. Yeah, it is weird that they invested all that time in it just to, like, not even do it. So, so stupid. All right, well, um, I got a question for the godfather of the podcast, Joe mm-hmm. Lafferty. I did not watch either show. Copycat. From what <laughs> I've read, both go-homes were a disappointment. Remember when go-homes meant something? I do. Question is about Lesnar. I believe that he will show up at SummerSlam. I believe that he will win the match against whomever, and then Braun will cash in against Ty Lesnar. Do you see this playing out that way? I did see it playing out that way. Or any other way. Oh, any other way? Yes. So I, that was what I thought was going to happen, was Braun would ultimately cash in. I'm concerned now that WWE is like, ooh, <laughs> this guy's going to be getting talked about on ESPN, on Fox. He's going to have a huge fight coming up that everybody's excited about. We want them to be able to say he's the WWE Universal Champion, so I think they're going to keep this thing on him even longer now because they want him to be billed as a WWE Champion. So he's going to have that Bruno reign. Uh, Maybe. We may end up getting close to it. He might beat it. Yeah, I foresee him holding on to it until sometime after... The Daniel Cormier fight. What do you guys think? See, my thing was, I, I sent you guys a, a picture of the flyer, of the the promo for it, but Prep said it was Photoshop because it was like a November yes. date on it. And then the funny thing was, it said Universal Champion Brock Lesnar yes. versus UFC Champion Daniel Cormier, mm-hmm. which I thought was funny. I was like, okay, this might be real. But then I asked Prep if it was real. He said it was it was. Yeah, fake. I think they said he's into the USADA testing pool, and I think like January 5th or something like that, or... Sometime in January will be the earliest he'll be able to. Fight. I think March. I could be wrong. Maybe it was January, but I, oh, I think it, he maybe is clear by January. But the fight schedule for okay. March. Okay. Well, okay. Well, that that makes sense. But I thought it was funny when I saw it. I was like, okay, yeah. If it says Universal Champion, then they'll keep he'll, he's keeping this belt for a while. But yeah, I can't see it playing out that way. Depending on depending on who he faces, he, I do think Roman will cash in that night, no matter no matter what on who wins. If Reigns beats Brock and that's Brock last night, that might be the monkey getting off Reigns back. But then, like I said, stuff got leaked out for Hell in a Cell. Reigns is supposedly working with Kevin Owens, but that's card subject card subject to change. But no matter what, uh, I, th- I believe no matter wh- what happens, wh- whoever wins is getting cashed in on. 
Yeah, I just feel like I don't think UFC will bill him as the universal champion, but I think WWE wants to be able to tout him as wants him to be able to be touted as a WWE champion as the build for this fight is happening and as he goes in for this fight. I could be wrong and I hope I am, but that's kind of what I see happening. I think this did nothing but solidify him as the WWE Universal Champion. Um, Eck, what do you think? Do you think he gets cashed in on, or do you think there's something else that happens? I don't care. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, do we have any other questions? Yes, we have a question from a shot of wrestling talk show. Okay. Friends of the show. Um, what can WWE learn from the way villains are created in Marvel and DC that can improve storylines? I mean, that's a hard question to answer only because I know they won't learn anything. No, it's what can they learn. And that's what I'm saying. I know they won't. So. <laughs> so it's hard for me to even say what they can learn. I mean, for me, the the most important thing they can... And this isn't even just villains. This is villains and your protagonists. Give them a clear motivation why they do the things they do. Like, one of my favorite things, as you know I've talked about, is when a, the villain ha- when the heel has a point. Give them a clear motivation. This is why I'm doing the things they do. It doesn't have to be a super serious thing. It could be silly. It could be stupid. It could be minor. But make sure we know why the person is doing what they're doing. And I don't even know if that's just a Marvel thing, so it may be a cop-out on the question. But to me, that's what they need to do with all their characters is focus on what their motivations are. It's really simple, but they never do it. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think if um, a group of the writers could get together, watch one of the greatest Marvel movies, sit back, and then think about how they're going to book the back half of the year, back to the basics, and then focus on how they're going to make the heel matter, how they're going to get to them, similar to what you just pointed out, what the heel is going to want to go for, and how someone can stop them. Yeah, and instead of just putting TV on to put TV on. Yeah, like one thing I actually I meant to put this in my notes. Not that this is a huge deal, but I'm assuming you both have seen the movie The Princess Bride. I haven't. Have you seen it or no? I can't recall. All right, so then no. <laughs> so th- this won't. I'll save this for another show then, because it's not going to make any sense if you two have no idea what I'm referencing. Um, you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. Who cares? Because somebody listening will have definitely seen this movie. There's a character named Inigo Montoya, who, whose father was killed by this guy when he was a child. He has spent his whole life, let's say he's 25 in the movie. Is this the one with Andre? Yes. What a mark. Yeah. <laughs> the first time I saw this movie, I was probably seven or eight years old. You find out through the entire... Now, you think this guy's a villain at the beginning because he's fighting against the good guy. But you kind of find out he's not. He's just kind of on the wrong path. And his whole path is leading him to this guy he wants revenge to avenge his father's death. So he tells everyone that will listen, when I finally find this guy, I'm going to tell him, my name is Inigo Montoya, you killed my father, prepare to die, and then he was going to kill him. It takes till the, towards the very end of the movie where he finally finds him, and the guy takes off running as soon as he says his line to him. So he's chasing him, the guy runs into like this room in the castle, and he can't get the door open. And Inigo is yelling back to Andre the Giant's character, Fezzik. He's saying, like, Fezzik, please, I need your help. He's getting away from me. And I'm a seven- or eight-year-old kid watching this, and I actually felt that, like, in my heart. Like, oh, my God, he's been waiting his whole life to get his hands on this guy, and the guy's getting away. And I was, like, brokenhearted at the idea. He eventually catches him. I won't spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen this movie from 1984. (laughs) But... That is a character that had a clear, defined role. I'm going to do this. This is what I'm doing. And then he does it. And when he gets to the point where he's going to do it, you care so much about it because you want to see him get to do it. WWE does not do that anymore. So I just think just having a clear sense of who this character is, what they want to do, why they want to do it is important. What do you think? Well, um, like you said, everybody... Like, as much as I hate the DC movie universe, it's terrible, but the Marvel movies, excellent. But every single person has a story arc, so even if you don't see them for two or three weeks, you still know who the hell it is and, and what they're all about. So everybody has to have 
their own story. That's what Vince Russo always talked about. That's what he was his credit for. Mm-hmm. No matter what, if you didn't see them, you still knew about them because they had a story. Like, for example, I watched King of the Ring 98, and I found the origin of the chest protector from D-Lo. <laughs> yeah, the torn peck. The torn peck by, uh, uh, God, what the God, his name, the Shamrock's guy. Um, Dan guy, Severn? Yes, that's him, yeah. The Beast? Yeah, so um, just have everybody have a story. And continuity, please, like stick with one thing, and then let it all culminate, whether it's over, over a month or two storyline, let it all culminate. Don't just forget about it. Like, make let it make sense. Build all the story, put all the story, all the pieces together, and let the story culminate in a, in a in a big fashion. That's it. Yeah, I completely agree. There's a lot they can learn, but like I said, it's a hard question to answer because you know they will not take any lessons from anything. Yeah. And the final question comes from Donovan the Lloyd, Lloyd no relation. I believe he asked something like this already, but uh. Tessa Blanchard just signed a long-term contract to Impact. Is this a huge loss for WWE? No. No. Because she's fine there, and WWE, they don't need anybody else because they can't book the ones they have now, right? So I was going to say, like, you could talk about anyone who's not in the company, male or female, tag team, doesn't matter. It's not a huge loss for WWE because it's not going to make their product any better. I will be the odd one to say... They're dropping the ball on a Charlotte Tessa feud. It is a loss. It's a good point. That's fair enough. Daughters of two of the legendary four horsemen, yeah. the greatest faction of the eighties. It's a loss. Yeah, uh, I'll give you that. That's a good a good uh, point. That's it. All right. Uh, is anybody ready for Stump Alo? Yeah. Always love Stump Alo. I'm, I'm curious about this one myself. How this one's going to go. Um. Okay. In July 2003, WWE gave us the Vengeance pay-per-view. I know this. This interesting <laughs> interesting card including included a, an APA barroom mm-hmm. brawl and JBL won, oh won by last defeating slash eliminating the ever-popular Brother Love. Please name six other combatants who took part in this classic. Matt Hardy, Shannon Moore, Spanky, who was Brian Kendrick. Uh, was Sean O'Hare in this? Uh, I got four. This is in this damn thing. FBI, Nunzio, and somebody else? Mm, yes. Uh, who was a goddamn other FB, member of the FBI? There's like two or three guys at the FBI. Um... Oh, Farouk. Duh. <laughs> I can't count Farouk. Now you can. Okay, so six. Who all did you say? Matt Jeez. Hardy, Shannon That's got to be a record. Someone timed that. Matt Hardy, Shannon Moore, Spanky, who's Brian Kendrick, Sean O'Hare, and uh, Farouk. And I said... Okay. There was one I was really hoping you'd say. I said Nunzio. Yes, there was one I was hoping you'd say. But wait, you wait, wait, wait. Uh, How many is missing? Uh, it was like bunch. 13 people. <laughs> There's a lot of people. It was, like, it was a lot of people in this thing, I remember. Was uh, it by pinfall? Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Who, who, the odd person. There's was one really ridiculous one that I was hoping <laughs> you'd say. You said Brother Love already was in there, right? Mm-hmm. That's who he wanted. To, that's who he finished. Okay. Uh, the ridiculous one I'm thinking of is not a person. That's not a mop. No. Doink. No. The Easter Bunny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as Lap texted me that, I was like, I hope he says the Easter Bunny. <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't remember that one. Um, but I do know the whole card, too. Really? Yeah. yeah, I don't have the whole card on there. Do you want to pull it up on your phone and have Alo list no, the whole card? we know he knows the whole card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will always take your word for it when you say you know, know the whole card. But, but I, I like envisioning Laugh smiling. <laughs> I name a card, so just pull it up anyway. Pull it up anyway, just just for his sake. Well, I hate envisioning him smiling, so that'll be the show. <laughs> I, I could feel him smile when he sends these. What did we say it was? Vengeance, Vengeance 2003. <sighs> Let's see. All right. You okay. We'll start running it down now. Okay. It was uh, Chris Benoit versus Eddie Guerrero in the U.S. title finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Jamie Noble versus Billy Gunn in an indecent proposal match. Mm-hmm. If Jamie won, Tori had to have sex with him. <laughs> 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 Stephanie versus Sable. Uh, tag titles, world's greatest tag team. We got Billy and Ray. Uh, sh- the WWE title match, WWE title match was Big Show, Brock Angle, mm-hmm. Zach Gallon versus Vince. Am I missing anything? Oh, and taking John Cena. Yep, got the whole thing. When his, in, bike, when his bike died. Yeah, in less than 60 seconds. Good work, as always. Uh, anything else anyone wants to add? Do better. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, Ten minutes of being the elite on Monday is always better than three hours <laughs> of Raw. All right, well, the last thing I want to say is Joel Embiid... <laughs> The, it's, I find it ironic that literally like two days after I said you're going to be the new guy we're recruiting for the Matt Madness show, you decide to post some stuff on Instagram with the Undertaker's music. I don't think it's a coincidence. So Joel Embiid, you're a little closer to us than LeBron James ever was. You're right in our backyard. Uh, we don't think you're going to turn your back on us. So Joel Embiid, anytime you want to sit down, we are ready to trust the process with you. You and bring Le- the process, I'll bring the hot sauce. Yes, and LeBron, you are still uninvited. <laughs> uh, so, but, but I have a microphone. That is true. Um, so that's the show. Uh, again, five-star ratings and reviews on iTunes. Uh, Alo, you might as well move a little merch before we close it out. What a maneuver.net to embrace the men. All right, so for Ek2Fly, Eric Trembicki. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery. We will see you next week. Hop on the top rope, but the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now. Hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. This is Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.